Hey, everybody, it's Mike Rickheim. Thanks for joining us for another iteration of the Getting to Know podcast. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by Anya Schenning, who's one of our senior new business engineers based in the Netherlands. Anya, thanks for joining us today on the Getting to Know podcast. How are you? Thank you. Actually, thanks for having me. I'm doing really good. We have a perfect winter weather in the Netherlands today. I'm looking now outside. It's still not dark and it's uh, early afternoon. So uh, all reasons to feel good. So I'm okay. Glad to hear that. Perfect day for a getting to know podcast recording then. So amongst my many shortcomings included there would be language skills. English is my only language. Some would argue not great at that. You probably speak a whole bunch of languages based on your background. How many languages do you actually speak? Originally, I come from Poland, so I speak fluent Polish. It's a nice language, actually, to speak, and uh, I can use it as a code language whenever I want nobody to understand me. And, of course, uh, the Dutch, at the moment that I knew I would be staying for a longer time in the Netherlands, it was a simple choice to, to learn Dutch. It's actually a language that I use for reading, writing, uh, dreaming, singing, and then uh, English, of course. It's a little bit now on the second position because uh, because of Dutch, so... Sometimes you will be probably have hearing some Dutch words uh, in between. So in case you don't understand something, let me know. I'll just assume it's an English word that I'm not familiar with. So. Okay. Polish is your native tongue, Dutch, English. Did you say German? German, yes. It's there. It's a little bit uh, dusty. Uh, but when I need to use it, I will get uh, back on track again. Let's start with the very beginning. So you were born in Poland. You grew up in Poland. Is it Poznan or Poznan where you went to school? How do you pronounce it? I've been there. I love it. How do you pronounce it? Poznan. Poznan. So you grew up in Poland in Poznan? Uh, well, actually, I figured if you go to study and you want to get this uh, ultimate feeling of studying, you have to go far away from home. I was born at the coast, uh, uh, coast of Poland, on the north side of Poland. Uh, it was about six hours by train to get to Poznan. So you're 18, you decide to go to Poznan on a six-hour train ride. What what do you study uh, in school? Well, I've chosen for uh, environmental engineering. Uh, I always wanted to be a, actually a forester. And then when I was 18, I thought, okay, you know, environmental engineering is, has to be close to that. So I have chosen that, uh, not knowing really much uh, how it's going to be. And then, uh, well, it turned out more practical than I thought. And actually, I like that. So uh, once you start, you just continue and you learn new things. But the, so my study actually didn't have much to do with paper making uh, at that moment. It was really a coincidence uh, that I got in contact with uh, with the paper and Dutch paper industry. My, my studies didn't involve any kind of paper uh, manufacturing education either. So we have that in common. Do you have family still in in Poland, or are you spread out throughout all of Europe or around the globe? Uh, well, I have a very small family. Uh, I have my parents and my uh, brother. My parents they live in uh, in Poland, uh, so but they are used to being alone because uh, both my brother and myself we left the house when we were eighteen and never came back. So uh, they are used to it. Where is your brother living now? Yes, you know, and this is this is the point where you see that your family has. Uh, impacts on your life because it was my brother actually that informed me about this uh, possibility to have this uh, master thesis in the Netherlands. He was uh, two years older than I am. Looking out for his little sister, right? Yes, yes. 
he was doing his PhD in the Netherlands back then. But actually, it's it's fun because uh, he's still here, both working as well for the paper industry, uh, for a Swedish company, and we live not far away from each other, so we are quite a lot in, in touch. So that's nice. That's great. So tell me about your role here at Nina today. What do you do? What are you responsible for in your current role? Yes. So new business engineer, uh, it's what we do basically is really uh, thinking of new products, looking for these uh, uh, opportunities together with the market. Once the, uh, de- the department of innovation was launched at Nina, we went to the markets uh, outside, uh, see what, where, the, where are the opportunities. We changed it a little bit. Now we are more focused on what the customer wants and what are the trends. Uh, we have the support of marketing and sales for that. And what my colleagues and myself do is really working on the concept of the paper in a sense of uh, what are the wishes of the customers translated to the paper properties. So working on the formulas, Nina Koldenhof uh, delivers and produces the inkjet papers. So basically, it, all the paper we produce, it's coated paper. And the coating formulation, we develop ourselves. So uh, they are really uh, complex formulas that have to meet uh, different demands. It's really fun. It's a big puzzle. Uh, and it's very various because you are in contact with the, with the customer you really have to understand what they need and what they want and what they really need. And then you have the partners that will help you develop. It's a nice work. It really delivers quite some diversity. What would a perfect day be like for you in your current role? A perfect work day. I'm not talking about being in the beach with a drink or anything yet. We'll get to that. You know, the, the nicest day is when you go to the customer and uh, you start up the trials and everything goes smoothly. Because the fun thing is, if you get problems, you will learn from that. And then you will see how the customer react on that. They will also look for a solution together with us. And spending the day together with the customer during the trials, uh, it delivers so much information. You know, it's not only having a discussion. It's really interactive where, when you see people reacting on, on the circumstances. And then the sales guys, I have to take care, of course, of the... <laughs> Uh, sale sale parts, but uh, if it's working, something that you uh, develop, it's working, and you have customers who appreciate that, and will have an added value of your product. It's the nicest part of of the of the job. Mm-hmm. So on that perfect day, you're out, you're with the customer, everything goes smoothly. What do you do to celebrate or reward yourself for a job well done? Ah. <laughs> Yes, that's a good question. Normally, we don't have that much uh, time for that. I don't have an answer to that question, probably. The reward is really that you see that the paper is being used. So that's the nicest part. Can you even get good quality vodka in the Netherlands like you're accustomed to or no? Uh, I don't even know. I moved to wine. so You moved to wine. All right. All right. You've gotten fancy. I understand. It appears doing this on Zoom, it appears you're maybe working from home. Is that true given the pandemic today i'm working at home we have this privilege actually our department that we are allowed uh, to be to be at the office at the company more often than another colleagues it's a simple way uh, we just continue our work on the lab scale and uh, some trials also with uh, with partners so uh, fortunately we have this uh, comfort of uh, being able to go to work and uh, all other work, paper work that you can do at home, you just do it from home. So we don't suffer that much. 
And you feel like the protocols that have been in place have helped everyone feel safe and stay safe when they're in the office together? Yes. Well, there are really not that many people at the office. So uh, everybody respects the rules. You know, we are so many months from the moment that we learn about the, the, the virus. Uh, and even though uh, the first, let's say, fear is uh, gone, people respect the rules and they got used to it. So it's good to see. It's really it's comfortable. We, we feel comfortable working. Good. So you've been with the company for what? Coming up on eight or nine, 10 years? I think this year it's 10 years. Yes, it's 10, 10 years. years. Congratulations. What has kept you here? What about the organization and what you're doing keeps you coming back for more? Well, what I already mentioned is diversity of work. It's something I really appreciate. Uh, and I like the company. I mean, this is a, this is a company with tradition. And um, actually, this meal, it's the very first meal I visited as a student when I arrived for my master thesis. And then you learn about what is necessary to make the paper. It's so complex. It's so many uh, dimensions up there. I have the feeling I can learn still quite a lot. There is so much that I don't know yet. So, uh, yeah, I think this is this is very important. And the paper industry itself, I, I like that. And of course, you know, the colleagues, it's very important. We are all very different, but we have this really good cooperation. Uh, so that's part, part of the job as well. I like that. Along those lines of continuing to grow and learn, um, if you now with almost 10 years with the organization could look back and Speak to the version of you that was just joining the company a decade ago. What advice would Anya have for younger Anya? Yeah, so this is actually the advice I give to the students that we get running also traineeships at our company. There to uh, start asking questions and don't be afraid to admit that you don't know something because there are people that will help you. It's a learning process. It's not only the, the knowledge that you gain, it's also the knowledge of how you deal with colleagues, people, and relations around. So uh, you can give advice, but actually, from the other hand, you have to experience that, I think. Great advice for young Anya and all the other students and people yeah. new in their career. So when you're not in the process of innovating new paper-based solutions and you step away from Nina a little bit, what do you do for fun? You know, fun is actually everywhere. What What do you do for fun? It's more... Uh, I love that. Fun is everywhere. So, yeah. yeah. So, where do you find the most fun, even though it's everywhere? Well, actually, I have a lot of fun uh, here at home, fortunately, really, because I have uh, two little kids, and they are really... Sometimes they are monsters. Most of, most of the times, they are really very active. How old are these two little monsters? They are four and six. And you have to imagine we have now schools shut down, uh, so they are at home all the time. But to make it even more hectic, uh, we got ourselves uh, a puppy because everybody's getting now a, a dog. Sure, we did uh, that also. Yes, but it was very uh, careful choice of type of dog that we have uh, uh, taken, and it was good choice. He's uh, not a big, uh, not a big fellow, but he's really keeping the kids busy, and uh, I like to see that. What kind of dog? Well, it's a, uh, it's a mix. Uh, you have to imagine. The, I don't know how you say it in English, the poodle? Poodle, poodle yeah, yes. poodle, like curly then, hair. The curly hair with crazy haircuts. Is this dog's name actually Corona or is it a Corona puppy or both? No, he's not called Corona, no. You don't, you don't want to have this association. <laughs> he's, uh, we called him 
Mr. Doodles. Mr. Doodle. That's yes. a great name. It's a great name. And Mr. Doodle, like the English version of Mr. Doodle, or did you just translate that for me into getting to know podcast audience? No, it's really Mr. Doodle. Yes. It's really Mr. Doodle. All right. That's great. All right. So as important as Mr. Doodle is, there's a six and a four-year-old. They're probably that much more important to you. So six and four, what genders, what names, what do they do for fun? Um, what's going on in the house on a regular basis when they're you know, at school, at home? Yes, I, uh, I, I'm actually a little bit lucky because uh, the six-year-old, she's, it's a girl. Her name is uh, Nuria, and she's a very eager girl. You know, she loves uh, to learn. And the little guy, he's four-year-old, Yura, he follows his sister, and they really like to be together. Nuria, she actually takes uh, violin lessons. So we have, uh, we have a lot of music around at home. So that's, that's a nice way of uh, seeing the children. So um, the love of music, does that come from you? Did you play the violin or any other instruments or did you sing or dance or do you? I like singing. I do sing for my children and uh, I've never took uh, uh, music lessons, but uh, it was my dream. When I turned 35, I got myself a piano and I'm taking the lessons. So I like to do that, you know, as a way of relaxation and uh, it's really fun. What's your favorite kind of music? Ah, uh, really depends on the mood, of course. There's uh, so much music around, but it's something that really uh, moves you. Do you remember the first concert you ever went to? <laughs> it must be this crazy te teenage times. And so it was uh, punk, punk music I was listening to. I don't remember anymore, but probably it was something like that. Age of 15, 16, you know. So your parents are in Poland. Your brother works for a Swedish company based in the Netherlands, pretty close by. Does he have children running around too? Two girls, and I'm very proud, uh, proud aunt. Uh, they are older than my kids, but they, even though, you know, it's always uh, great to have them all together. You watch a lot of movies or TV at all? Uh, not that much TV, no. Uh, movies from time to time. You know, when you have kids, there's not much time left. Before that, I, we went regularly to the cinema now it's more just a big screen in the living room. If there was a movie made about your life, Anya, what do you think it would be called? Probably it's going to be a cartoon movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the title would be Amazing How the Things Can Go. Ah, I like that. Yeah. That's a great yeah. title. I like that. Uh, it's because I'm amazed sometimes uh, how uh, very small detail can have an influence on people. It's crazy, but uh, it happens the whole time. Yeah, you're exactly right. I, I, I totally agree. Is there someone that you would ideally want to play the role of Anya? Oh, again, it's going to be like fantasy. Uh, I would like Yoda to play myself. Yoda? <laughs> like from Star Wars Yoda? Yoda Star Wars, yes. I got to admit, you could have given me 100 guesses. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have gone there, but I like it. It's amazing how things go, right? I'd love to hear Yoda speak Polish also. I think that would be interesting. We should check how it would be translated, yeah. <laughs> so, Anya, at the end of every Getting to Know podcast, we've got three questions that we ask all of our participants. So I'm going to hit you with those if that's good with you. So the first one is, what can always be found in your family's refrigerator. Yes. Uh, I try never run out of vegetables and fruits. It's like a lot of that. And what's always there, it's milk, 
because you can do everything with milk. So probably milk, eggs, and vegetables and fruits, it will always be there. Second question, amongst the people that know you well, what would you say you're most famous for? Okay. Oh, now I have a good one. <laughs> probably that I never eat my uh, board empty. I always leave something on the board. I'm famous on that. In your uh, office? Now, if if you sit at the table eating a dinner or whatever. Gotcha. Yes. So I will always leave something. Do, doesn't matter how big the portion will be. There will be always something left. And I will say, oh, I cannot eat it anymore. And is that to be polite to whoever prepared the food? Or like, what, is that a cultural thing? Because I eat everything I see. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Last question for you. What are you most looking forward to right this very moment? Oh, yes. Now it's getting a little bit serious. You know, this 2021, uh, what I really am uh, looking forward, uh, we, we are dealing a little bit with situation at home. My husband, he has this disease of Lyme. And okay. we just started next treatment. And I really uh, am looking forward uh, that he will be getting better this year, that he really will uh, recover well, that life will be getting back. Uh, to normal more so this is this is really my big uh, uh, wish for the upcoming year I wish that right along with you I, I'm sure everything's going to turn out great there and I I hope it, it happens quickly so yeah, yeah so but Anya I really appreciate you taking the time today to spend with us on the getting to know podcast I've enjoyed getting to know you a little bit you had quite the impression in the recent innovation summit, which led to us meeting. And I'm glad we had a chance to do that. So thank you for taking the time with us. Um, please stay in touch. For those of you in the listening audience, thank you for joining us again for another iteration of the Getting to Know podcast. We'll talk to you again in two more weeks.